All right, here we go. All right, welcome to uh, Behind the Bar. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, where I interview uh, my good friends and fellow Dry Bar comedians. If you're not familiar with Dry Bar, uh, they've uh, put out a ton of clean comedy specials. You can view them anywhere. Specials are, are streamed on the Dry Bar app all over the place. And uh, so this is Behind the Bar. We get a chance to meet some of the Dry Bar comedians and uh, get a little behind the scenes and chit chat, right? Uh, Behind the Bar is sponsored by RX Solutions. If you're underinsured or not insured and you want to save 75% on your prescriptions, go to rxsolutions.online. And my first guest ever on my podcast is a good friend, as you can see, uh, is uh, his dry bar special is called, what is it? Most of this is Most baby. of this is baby fat. Most of this is baby fat from Raleigh, North Carolina. You might've seen him on Stand Up Nashville. Uh, we've worked together. We've hung out a time or two before. Please welcome Andy Forrester. Howdy. What's up, brother? Not a lot in yourself. Good, man. I, I can't. I'm really excited to get to talk to you, man. We don't get to talk enough. I know. I know. I, I do enjoy it. That is uh, that is the the crazy part about doing comedy is you you make these friends and, you know, you're like, all right, I hope I get to work with them again. And then depending on your level or or whatever happens or transpires or a pandemic and you don't get to work with them again or not for a while. So it's, it is, it's disappointing. Yeah. I think the last time we ran into each other was, was in Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. why. I, I think I, I think I may have been hosting an, an, an open mic and you were working that weekend or something, but whatever the reason is, you're right. When we get to a certain point, we're either headlining the same rooms or we're you know, crossing, you know, crossing paths. So yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, that's th therein lies the fun part of like a festival is if you can get to a festival and 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 hopefully your friends show up to that, you know, your fellow comedian yeah. friends that, you know, show up to that festival, then you get to hang out and you don't there's it's almost like there's no worry about like, you know, uh, shows and stuff like that because you're at a f I mean, you're performing, but you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it is the best time. I mean, I think. Obviously, we both get a thrill from being on stage, but I think some of the best times we've had is when we get to hang out with the comics backstage or yeah, green room or after. Yeah. Just I definitely, I definitely have a, a you know, and I'm I'm not a drinker, so I, I don't always get to hang out the same way other guys hang out or, or ladies and whatever. Like, you know, I'm never like, yeah, let's go hang out at the bar. Or if I do, I'm just sitting there going like, yeah, this, where's the food? So like, I'm you know, but I'm. um yeah, I, I, I do love it. I, I love hanging out and that sort of thing. So it is something that's, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say I miss it because I still do it, but I don't get to do it as often. So, yeah, I think I've gotten to the age now where it's like, you know, I work a gig and people are like, let's go to a bar and hang out. And again, I want something to eat. I never eat before a show. And then if I, we do eat and they're like, let's go out. I'm like, what time is it? Like 11? I got to. <laughs> I have responsibilities. That right. is that is the thing. I but, have other responsibilities. But there's no no, there's no excuse because you're there. It's a Friday night and then you have a Saturday show. So you, they know you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, my back just hurts. I just want to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is absolutely true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've met, I've met some really, really young comics lately. Maybe not young age wise, but uh, just starting out MC and. and yeah. Do you find now that you've gotten the dry bar, you get contacted a little bit more as far as comics, not only asking how do they get dry bar, but like for advice and how's that working for you? Absolutely. Or? Absolutely. I get uh, people asking me like, 
um how did you how did you get it that kind of thing and, <laughs> how did uh, you get it of yeah, all people i i you know it's funny Good when Lord. you say it when you, it's because that's what i was thinking in my head is like sometimes it feels like like i feel like if people are approaching me then they're then they're like well if you can get it so you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know the best way to put that because i'm not trying to sound insulting but it's like sure. but it, it does kind of have that feeling of like well I mean, how did you get it? Because if you can get it, all, any of us can get it. And so, sure. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that I, I definitely have had numerous people and I, you know, I, I, I straight up tell them, you know, that it, I, I, I lucked out. I performed in front of a booker who, yeah. who has a connection with dry bar and like about a month after I performed in front of, he'd only ever seen me the one time. And after I performed in front of him, he like, call you know message me is like hey you know did i offer you a dry bar comedy special i'm like i didn't know you could just hand them out willy-nilly right um, but he he had the connection and uh you know a little a little later a couple of months later um he just was like all right give me some dates in in april it was like 2019 i think and wow there we were so yeah, yeah. i remember i remember it's funny i remember really thinking about the, my word choice so i i filled in at the comedy zone in jacksonville last minute uh feature act middling for a headliner mm -hmm. and her dry bar special had been launched that very day it was a thursday so i was doing right it. so i wanted to ask her how did you get it without coming across as <laughs> <laughs> how did you get it <laughs> because she i mean she more than deserves to get it so i didn't right. want to her to perceive that of course. So I, I, I think I said something like, what was the process for submission to dry bar? Yeah, I'm very select. I don't know about you, but I'm very selective. And I've referred a few people um, to dry bar, but I have to be very selective. I mean, I've gotten like 20 requests and, and I can't yeah. you know, flood the booker that I know with these requests. You know? Yeah, I, you know, I tell people uh, how how it, it worked for me, you know, and again, I'll tell you that the, the crazy part about it is that I had that gig and the, the, the day before I was in Nashville filming something with killer bees, I think it was. Yeah. And so I'm filming something with killer bees and Russ Nagel is there. Uh, do you know, Russ Nagel? I've met him a few times. He's got a yeah. very popular dry bar. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, a, a biker comedian works on cruise ships. Very funny, super nice guy. And we were talking and he said, have you, you know, have you looked into doing a dry bar? I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you go about that. Right. You know, like, I don't, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent, you know, like I, I, so I'm like, I don't. And he said, oh, well, I'll just give you the guy's name who owns it. Right. And so he gave me the contact information. I sent the guy an email and probably a, a week or two after that, you know, sent him an email with all the stuff you need to do normally. and. So when I got contacted by, but so the next day after I saw Russ Nagel, I did that show with the booker that got me the dry bar. Oh, right, right, right. And, and so he didn't contact me till like a month later. And so when I, when I talked to him, I was like, well, technically I've emailed the guy at dry bar. Yeah. And he said, well, let's not, you know, let's not have too many spoons in the pot. Let's just hold off. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to, um, you know, beat a dead horse type thing. Right. And so we waited and he contacted. So that was like October. And then in December, he, con you know, the booker contacted me again. He's like, did you ever hear anything? I'm like, no, he goes, all right, I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you that it is, it is good that the, that his word, 
is good enough yeah to, that that they trust him you know what i mean like they don't uh you know like i think when you do late night they like they want to see what you're going to do they sure. take you out to like you know clubs and they they're like well maybe drop this joke do that joke yeah. dry bars like we trust that you know what you're doing yeah enough that you're going to show up work clean and and make them laugh and that you're you know and they send you a bunch of stipulations and that kind of thing so which that yeah. I, that is to me one of the funniest things is the video that they send you to tell you how to how to be dry bar clean right and right. And, and it's the, the 10 page contract yes the contract and all that stuff but the the video they they highlight karen rontowski who i love i think she is hilarious yeah. and they were like you know uh you can't say oh my god because right. to the mormon culture that's like saying gd and i'm like all right got right. it got right. it um but they said or you can you can you know here's one way to handle it right <laughs> so i think they they show you a clip from karen's like the second show of the night because right. she's like look we've already established that i can't <laughs> <laughs> we've already established i can't stop saying uh, oh my god so please don't take offense to it right right and it is i, I don't mean anything against your 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 religion or your culture yeah. it's it's like a nervous thing i can't seem to stop so we've got that on the we got that out of the way right so let's just know i can't oh my god the other day uh and so she, that's what she did she went yeah. she just went oh my god the other day and i laughed so hard because yeah. i don't think she did it on purpose i don't think she said i don't think she said oh my god on purpose i think that literally that's how she is she's oh my god yeah. and I, I i laughed so hard i messaged her i was like this <laughs> this this is like one of the funniest parts of this whole thing is watching you not be able to not say, oh my God, I loved it. I thought it was so, yeah. she said to me that, um, despite all the rules and everything, when they were done with hers, they really wanted to call it, oh my God, they couldn't, but they oh, wanted to. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Great. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been so, that would have been so great. Yeah. You hit on a couple things. So, you know, late night, the late night TV shows also make you type out your jokes Oh, okay. I submit like a written, not that I know. Don't you love it when audience members do that? Hey, you were really funny. You should do Jimmy Fallon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even think of that. I, I yeah, yeah. That. Oh, man. Look, if somebody says that to me, I'm like, what? Who do you know? Like, that's yeah. what I'm like. Yeah, if you, yeah. you know, I've had people be like, you should have your own Netflix special. I'm like, let's do it. You make it happen. I'm fine with it. So I don't know about you, but when I when I filmed mine, which was only shortly before yours, a couple months, I think. Yeah, because I kept asking you for a bunch of hints and tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was so mine was mine's 37 minutes. I don't know how long you I think yours is 27. I, I 20, just it. It's like 22 or three. And oh, okay. so when I signed up for it, it was December of 2018. Okay. And. When I agreed to do it, they were like, all right, get your 40 minutes ready. We're looking forward to it. I'm like, me too. Wow. This will be awesome. And then, uh, so I was filming in April of 2019. And a month before I was filming, they emailed me and said, all right, we're looking forward to your 25 minutes. And I was like, yeah, exactly. So I emailed them and I was, you know, I, I wasn't mad or anything, but I, I like to know what I like to plan ahead, you know? And so I'm like, hey, just curious. Um, when I signed up to do this, it said 40 minutes. Now you're saying 25. I'm just curious what's, what's going on. Right. And they were like, well, it's gotten really popular. And we were filming two comics a night, you know, 
for two separate shows. And now we're doing three comics a night. So we're taking the time right. and splitting it between three comics. Yeah. Because, you know, what, uh, what your audience may or may not know, but typically a show, a comedy show should yeah. be about an hour and a half. Right, and right. You got to have time to like strike it and go between the shows or whatever. And so, um, so yeah, 25 minutes for each comic. Um, or uh, yeah, I think what, you're right. Mine is probably 27, 28. Now that you say that. Yeah. My, mine is because I went a couple of minutes over and she even said, because if you go over, it's not the end of the world because we'll, we'll edit it and we don't want it to ruin the flow of how things play out. So you're right. right I think they it, say right. do two shows, same joke, same outfit. So yes and no. Um, I did almost the same jokes, the second show. But one of the things you don't know is the, the other comics that you're working with for the night and their material. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so what happened was, is I was in the middle. And so the lady who, who was going first, she was finishing with a, a planet fitness joke. Okay. And I had it set up where like jokes number like two or three or four, whatever. I have like two planet fitness jokes. And I told them in the first show and, and they were all right, but they didn't go over as well as I had, as I know they would okay. if somebody hadn't just talked about it. I mean, it's, right, right. it's, you know, it's very inside comedy, but if somebody else talks, talks about a topic that was already covered, unless they're, unless they're like referencing it and then, and then building on it in that way, but you can't do that with a comedy special. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I knew I couldn't like do that. So the second show, I completely got rid of the Planet Fitness jokes, moved another joke in that place, and it worked out great. So it, doesn't that say, I mean, isn't that a comfort knowing all your hard work over these years where you can just shift gears and move material around? It, it really is because honestly, it's one of those, like I moved that joke. It had been sitting, you know, at the halfway point of my sets. When I, when I would perform elsewhere or, you know, maybe two thirds in and I moved it to the front and I'm like, I think I'm going to keep it here. Um, and it was a joke I'd been telling for a while, yeah. but it is, it's one of those, cause I sat there, you know, um, I'll tell you one of the, you know, you, I think you struggle with what is your set list going to be for a dry bar comedy special, yeah. you know, for numerous reasons you want to know, all right, well, I, I, I mean, for, for me personally, I believe you as well. Like I work clean. That's what I do. Right. But at the same time, it's my version of what I think is, is clean. I don't, I don't swear uh, a lot, right. it, it, you know, very, very minimal it, depending on where I am. But for the most part, I don't. And I definitely don't talk about sex. Right. Like I, I tell people all the time, I don't talk about sex with my wife. I'm not going to do it with a room full of strangers. So <laughs> like, I'm so so I, but at the same time, like, uh, I, I have a joke where I sing some heavy metal songs yeah. and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sing the heavy metal songs right at the dry bar thing. You know, I'm just for, for this, that, and the other reason, I'm just not going to do it. So, so I'm kind of pondering over and I had asked them ahead of time, can I say poop or crap? Right. And they were like, <laughs> and, and this, and when I signed on to do it, they weren't, um, they hadn't blown up on Facebook as much as they have now. And they, they were all about you watch it through their app. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, how their app works is, is people can go and, and they'll, they'll 
get rid of jokes that may or may not be offensive to people if you want it to. That's how their app was. It was designed. I mean, honestly, it was designed for the Mormon community to watch stuff and be like, well, I don't want to I don't want to watch a joke about, you know, whatever it is. And so um, so I was sitting in the airport getting ready to fly and I posted, you know, something and Leanne Morgan starts texting me. She and I are friends. I've worked with Leanne Morgan and I love her. She is hilarious. And she just said, you do whatever you want to do because they've got they've got their rules. And she says, I know that when I filmed mine and her friend Karen Mills, when she filmed filmed hers, she said, both of us were so hung up on that, that we were so worried. And she goes, you don't worry about that. She's just go and do what you're going to do. And I had not planned on doing uh, it's like a hoarder's joke. And I say cat crap uh, a bunch of times and I had debated about it. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. It gets a good laugh. Yep. You know, like this. So, and it, it, I mean, it's, it, it worked out like, yeah, you, you, and you, you do like having done it, you do realize later, you're like, yes, they, they are aiming for the Mormon uh, population with their comedy, but at the same time, they're clearly aiming for around the world sure. and people all around the world. So if you say something that, uh, it, you know, it's not technically offensive, but it, you know, whatever, then it's not going to count against you. Cause right. they, that, that's kind of, and, it, and it's not a dig at the dry bar people, because honestly, it, it's a, it's a good model. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it is, it's a, it's a good business model of like, you know, people ask me who don't know, they're like, well, what do you mean by dry bar? I'm like, look, it's literally a dry bar, you know, like they serve soda and candy and popcorn. Right. Right. And you know, you'll get, you'll get that. It's just like when you tell, if you happen to mention you're a clean comedian, you know, like people right. be like, Oh yeah. It's the same thing. They're like a dry bar. I'm like, yeah, but think about it. I was like, I perform in clubs and places all over yeah. where they serve alcohol and these drunk people won't shut up. Yeah. And if they weren't drunk, they wouldn't do that. But because they are, they they've lost yeah. all their inhibitions. So that is that to me, that is the genius aspect of it is the fact that it's like, I mean, I think they do it because of the, the, the clean comedy and the Mormon aspect. And I don't mean to keep bringing Mormons up, but, but it it is in Utah, you film it in Utah and they, they mention that like numerous times of like, you know, you are going to be performing in front of people, some of whom are Mormon. Right. And I think it's, it's um, what I liked about it was it's, it's, these are real comedy fans that really yes. want to really want to laugh and, and show up and pay attention and not interrupt and, and laugh. Um, the guy, I, so I, I filmed it when it was just two. So it was me and one other guy mm-hmm. who, who's I'm afraid to say, I don't think his was ever, ever published. I had heard that that happens every now and then. Well, I, in watching his, and he's a very funny comedian. It doesn't, see, it doesn't seem that he read any of the, the yeah. guy yeah, yeah 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 so i don't i never followed up with them but he's still doing well he's still getting booked or whatever but here's an interesting thing too so we talked about uh that woman who kept saying oh my god oh my god yeah so, yeah uh, a buddy of ours tom in the carolinas atlanta area as well he has a dry bar yeah and he rep- he has a joke where he says jesus christ in, in his joke right so he replaced right. it he replaced it with cheese and rice 
right? So in his yes. dry bar special, he says cheese and rice, but the subtitles. Oh, that is awesome. Say Jesus <laughs> Christ. Awesome. Like he went to all that trouble. Yes. To change yes. it. A joke he'd probably done many, many times. Yeah. So but that, I think that is the that is the, you know, I had a I probably had like two, you know, because you do end up examining your set in a way where you're going word for word. What do I normally say? Yeah. And you know, I had a part, it's the cat within the cat crap joke is I act like I walk into somebody's house that smells like cat crap and I yeah. would bend over and say, Oh my God. And so I had to teach myself for about yeah. a month or two to say like, Oh my goodness. Or, you know, like I, like if I didn't say, Oh my God, normally I'd be like, Oh, good Lord. Or something like that. But yeah. you're like, okay, that's, that can't be any better. And so you just come, I just came up with something else. And I'm sure it was like, oh my goodness, what is that? Yeah. And Jiminy um, Fiddlesticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you say Jiminy Fiddlesticks, gosh knows what the, uh, right. What, what the, 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 whole, the whole, the whole fiddlestick family in the back row. Ah, we're all fiddlesticks here. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the, what's the, uh, what's the caption going to be when you say Jiminy Fiddlesticks? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell fiddlesticks? Tom? Yeah. Yeah. I think he cursed. I think he cursed. He really did. I don't think he's going to, but they, so they give you then feedback. Um, like they, so I did the two and they give me these forms to fill out and they put, yes. What do you like? What do you don't like? You know, what don't you like? And I think for me, they took my, I just think they took my entire second show. First show was the most nervous I've ever been. It didn't come across like that. People tell me. Right. But, um, you're, it's so different when you we filmed we've we filmed both of us filmed different <laughs> television stuff right. it's so different preparing for that because it's not like a show where you do an hour and you leave the venue and it's not recorded and you're like oh whatever happened yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like this is on tape and you have no almost no control whatsoever over it it's like yeah like i re i remember um because i'm i'm a sweater I, I sweat a lot and um yeah profusely yeah. And I, I told the makeup artist this. Yeah. And she says, Oh, I've got you covered. Yeah. I'm just gonna. <laughs> and she was super nice. Yeah. And she says, I'm just gonna spray this on you and it'll take care of it. Yeah. And and I know me, like I sweat. This is where I sweat. Like I yeah. sweat from the head. Yeah. You know, I've been around other dudes <laughs> and they sweat from their armpits or you know, chest yeah. or whatever. I'm like, it is all here and it just pours down yeah. and i genuinely think it's my body's way of going you should be nervous come on let's be nervous you yeah, should be. I mean, and yeah, i'm fat yeah. and i'm fat too but 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 <laughs> but a lot of times like even if it's nice and chill I'll, I'll i'll be sweating and so she was like see it'll work perfect well you know she goes and takes pictures during my set and shows them to me like look see uh, I, your viewers and i'm not plugging my set go watch my dry bar special and i'm sure five or ten minutes into it i am pouring sweat off my face really so yeah yeah but it's i didn't notice i just watched it um again yesterday i didn't yeah, notice. it's it's i mean it's i guess it's me you know at one point i do something and then my hair is like sticking to my forehead and that kind of thing <laughs> so it's not it's probably not as bad as i have been at like other shows like i did yeah. a show outside the other night and good gosh oh, that's the yes, worst i know and it rained i performed in the rain outside good times yeah um but but um so yeah it was and and you know i appreciate that they have something that hopefully will help you not sweat yeah but yeah. i think for me you know i tend to i tend to perform in a suit coat typically because of my last joke which i can do it with any 
top, you know, t-shirt, uh, uh, you know, whatever. So it doesn't matter. I get, but I, I don't know. I, I just kind of always liked wearing a, a yeah. suit coat when I, when I perform. And so the crazy thing is I used to tell that joke, my, my closer joke, I used to tell it in the middle of my set. And then, then if I was like done with that joke, I would just take the jacket off. Cause I'm like, I don't need this anymore. And then oh, I wow. moved it to the end because it worked so well at the end. And I'm like, I am wearing this stupid jacket for one joke at the very yeah. end, like a moron. Um, it's a great so, closer. It's a, the turtle bit, right? What's the turtle's yeah, name? Tortoise, uh, yeah, the tortoise, uh, lost tortoise. Uh, is, yeah. So, uh, and I thank you. I appreciate it. It is, it, it is a lot of, it, it, I mean, and it's a true sign too. I've even had people come up to me who live here in where I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they, they said they know the guy that posted the sign years ago. They were like, he's oh, a wow. vet and he lives in, they're like, he's a vet and he lives in our neighborhood. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they did the makeup like um, I do the same. I'm the same way. So I'm sweat. I sweat everywhere. Yeah. So she goes, let me do this thing. She does this like layer of stuff and then sprays yeah. it. And in all honesty, it worked for me, except for my body. Right. So I felt the sweat just dripping down underneath the shirts. And then if you watch, like on my dry bar special, like I was so afraid to touch my face. Like if, if you watch it, whenever I have an itch, you see me go like this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to scratch any of the makeup off. <laughs> if I was afraid, if I like wiped like this makeup, it would just be sweating on one side. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. you know it is it is that um it is that way. I I uh you like I don't I think I bet women think about the makeup, you know, all the time because they're wearing it and they don't want to do stuff to mess up their makeup. And when I'm filming something, I know that a makeup artist just did. And I also am of the belief of like, you can't fix this. This is pretty bad. So right. like, you know, you can do whatever you want. Like right. there's way too many freckles on here. You can't get rid of them. And, right. you know, so I don't know what you're trying to do, but um, the, uh, but so, but, but so I did, a, I filmed something different um, last year and I put on a Spider-Man mask as one of my newer jokes and right before I went up, I told the, uh, the makeup artist, like, I forgot to tell you, I put on a Spider-Man mask. And she was like, oh, well, let's put. So she did something similar to the sweat thing. Let's spray your face with this. So hope. And it did get on the mask. And yeah. I was and, and because I have a Spider-Man mask and I'm a big fan of Spider-Man, I was so worried if I washed it that it would just disintegrate. Right. So I didn't wash it for a while. I just washed it a couple of weeks ago. It smells so good now. I'm so excited. <laughs> but it is it is kind of crazy. You know, the, the stuff that you don't think of um, when you're when you're filming that, you know, and then the, the the one thing I'll say, and I'm, I'm I assume you'll agree is that the the people who put on the dry bar comedy all behind the scenes, every, the nicest people, first just, class, it was first class all the way. Yeah, it was it, it was so like they were so nice and I honestly like wanted to like hug everybody at the end of the night. And they kind of had this look in their eyes. Like we do this all the time. Leave us, right. you know, and, what is your name? Again? You went up again. You yes, went up yes, again? yes. Yeah. No, no, and, they weren't and, like and, that. <laughs> and then I get it. You know, I totally get it. I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I know, but, but I was just like, I've never, I'm just another you know, comedian. I, yeah. And I, and again, I have filmed some other stuff, but I've yet to, I've yet to do like a late night TV show thing. So I haven't done anything that's like and here's what network it's on type thing yeah. you know so i'm not on hbo i haven't been on nbc or anything like that so all of my stuff is like well you can find it on the internet right um, and and it to me it doesn't make it less than what it is 
Right. Um, but it, 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 you know, I, I think all of us would, would prefer to have, you know, the uh, credit of late night TV or comedy central or something like that. Yeah. So you can just, I tried, I tried, uh, I, I reached out to Huckabee's show. Yeah. I mean, and I haven't, you know, I, I've talked to them here and there, but nothing's come of that. But I was like, I th- I'm ready. I mean, I'm more, I think you and I are more yeah. than ready than. Yeah. They, they, I know uh, Moody Malavi's been on there and uh, Lee Harden's been on there. Yeah. I think Brian Bates was on there recently. So n- numerous dry bar comics. I mean, I think they, they kind of looked for comics from the dry bar comedy, you know, in their um, like gutties, the comedy club gutties, yeah. they seem to look for dry bar comics because they're, they promote clean comedy at their clubs. Yeah. So there's definitely people. And I, you know, I think you were saying, have you had more people reach out to you? I've had a bunch more bookers reach out to me because I'm still in the position of like, I have to reach out to people yeah. to get, to get work. But definitely when it came out, I had people contacting me. Sure. And, you know, like all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, this is awesome. This is what I want. And then you're like, well, how much do I charge? You know, because I'm, I don't have a manager. I don't, you know, I never, I try to, uh, you know, I'm also a graphic designer by trade. And so I've had the same problem with doing graphic design for almost 30 years now where I'm like, what do I charge people? Um, You know, which shouldn't be a, like, it's just not one of those things they teach you in college. Uh, they don't go like, now look, when you're charging people. Um, yeah, yeah, we can talk We can talk off uh, offline if you want about, like, especially golf and country clubs and private gigs, kind of yeah. what, what the scale is I use, you know, to charge. Yeah, I would, I would love to know that because only, only so I can get, a, get an idea. I'm like, well, have I been charging people correctly or have yeah. I been undercharging? I never want to overcharge. I, and, and, you know, I certainly have quoted people somebody wanted me to come to Texas like in 2020 maybe. And they were like, well, you come to this little town in Texas. And I quoted them a big amount and they never, I never heard back from them because I was like, I'm going to have to come down during a pandemic yeah. fly, you know, and like risk my life to come tell you jokes. So I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah. I don't. And yeah. it's not that I don't want to, but if I'm going to do it, I'm we're, we're going to get paid. Cause I'm, I'm going to have some hospital bills when I get back. You know what I mean? Sure. So, and there's um, ways to ways to negotiate and off, help them offset the cost. You know, are they charging? What's the headcount? Are you charging admission? You know, yeah. um, how long you want me to do? Maybe we can I can do less time for less money. Whatever. So we could talk about that. But so we both experienced really positive stuff from the dry bar. Have you ever not necessarily negative stuff, but ne- not heard back from certain things? Like, so I'll give you an example. Like I've taken, I consider my dry bars like the best quality video. Yes. Some yes. of my best jokes. So those jokes I specifically chose in my dry bar are in the process, if not already retired, right? Right. I've submitted the links to festivals, whether it's the uh, um, Big Sky one that I, I would love to do or whatever, yeah. and not gotten it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's a, that hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, yeah, is yeah. My, this is it. This is my best. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you the one that's, that's, uh, uh, so, I did a festival in Greensboro, North Carolina here, and um, probably in 2019, maybe, because my, my special was released in August of 2019, and then the festival was like a, a, a month or so, after, maybe like September, October of that year. So uh, when I was there, they had an agent from America's Got Talent there, scoping people out. And um, I know the the people who own the club in Greensboro, North Carolina, I started comedy doing improv comedy with them in like 99. So 
they're like my oldest friends in comedy yeah. and um so she they, they like they like me a lot and and think i'm pretty good so they told the lady you got to come over to the club at this time because you know they got shows all over town that you need to come to the club at this time you need to see this dude and they may not have said this dude but you know they she came to that show right and um i didn't like i may have known it but i just didn't think anything of it i'm like well she's probably not really here to see me so right show's over uh people were kind of eating it because i felt like they were like during my during that show i felt like they were trying to be like like uh alternative for lack of a better term like let's yeah. do weird stuff you know and the audience was like yeah so i do what i do it went over really well and i ended up talking to that lady so um She's been trying to, long story short, she's been trying to pitch me to America's Got Talent for like three years now. Wow. And and um, so I remember this year when she was trying to get me to do it, or, you know, the end of last year, I should say, she was like, well, do you have anything new? And in my head, I'm like, my dry bar comedy clips are the best clips. And why would I, like, they're the best quality. And if I've never been on the show, then what? You know, and, 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 and new, does she mean new material, new videos, new, new material, new videos? Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like, you know, and I guess, you know, what she has to do is she, she finds the talent and then she has to like push it on to the producers to see if they will like the person. Right. So I guess the producers are the same people and it's like, well, they really like you. What else do you have kind of thing? Right. And so, you know, I don't have the raw footage. I know one, one guy I know got the raw footage from dry bar so he can like cut it up and make his own clips. Oh, wow. Um, I, I thought about asking for that because when, when you typically, when you have dry bar comedy clips, they, they will be like three to six minutes somewhere yeah. in between there. Right. And sometimes I wouldn't mind having it where I could do like little 32nd, you know, whatever, but it's fine. But, but so I didn't know, you know, when she said that I'm like, all right, well, I'll get my camera out this weekend and I'll film some of my newer jokes. Yeah. And I filmed a bunch of newer jokes. And then she was like, do you have anything that's not COVID related? And I was like, okay, I'll, you know, yeah. so, so it, it, but I haven't, you know, I, to me, the only, the only thing is like when you see people who, who just kind of have that mentality of like, oh, clean comedy, you know? Yeah. And, and those, those, those gutties comedy clubs, you know, they, they, I know they're, 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 they're struggling a little bit. And I, I just said to them, you know, the, the Brian Regan model is you sure you're a clean comedian. You don't go tell people, yeah. you just get out there, do what you do. People love it. And then maybe one day they go, you know what? He's, he's a clean comedian. Yeah. I said, so you kind of have to run that model with your clubs of like, just book clean comics and tell them it's a comedy club. And then, yeah. They get there and they're like, well, he didn't talk about his private parts. That's you know, funny. Like what, what, you know, that's I stopped. I had to stop. Um, I asked people to stop booking me as a clean comedian unless they unless they already have advertised it to their neighborhood church or whatever, you know, like, right, right, right. So I, I remember doing a comedy club here in Florida and um, the host gets up and he goes, this is Friday night first show. He goes, all right, everybody, you're you're. Uh, I guess he has a normal routine that he opens up the show with. It's really dirty. And he goes, I can't do what I normally do. Cause this is a clean comedy weekend. And everybody was like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. 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 I was like, no, no, not bad. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like don't. So then, you know, now they didn't, 
promote it that way and it should just be fine i'm just gonna do whatever yeah and you know um i i uh i was talking to nate bargazzi years ago and he or bargazzi i can never remember quite how it's pronounced but he um he was on that show that would come on late at night on comedy central after after midnight or whatever it was or at midnight at midnight with chris hardwick was the host and they would it's like a game show with okay. comedians and so he told me he was on there and chris hardwick introduces him as one of the cleanest comedians working in the country and he's like i, I don't need that like I, like you don't need to do that like just yeah. like just introduce me as you know one of the hardest work or whatever it is but you don't need to do that and so like i i'd had a gig sometime it, it was either this year or last year and this guy was he goes like he showed me his flyer or for it or whatever and uh or he said he promoted it as a G-rated comedy show. And I said, no, uh, I said, G-rated is for Disney movies. I said, it's, yeah. I said, it's not, I said, it's never G-rated. Right, right. So I was like, it's, I said, I'm not going to be cursing and I'm not going to talk about sex. I said, but it's still not G-rated. I said, if you want to maybe say family friendly, I said, but even then I said, just yeah. tell him it's a dang comedy show. Like, yeah. And he's, he he gets really in this particular you know booker gets kind of uh, hung up on the different levels of g p g r whatever so he has a stoplight and he's like oh this is gonna be a red light show or this is gonna be a green light i'm like yeah so yeah i <laughs> so and and it's fine i i get it that he's he has a different mindset that's yeah. fine i'm still gonna come out and do what i do yeah. like you know uh one of my favorites is pat oswald and i love a story of him showing up he got booked at a college he shows up at the college and then they they give him all the rules right before he goes on stage and he was like do you, do you know who i am like did you did you look me up before you booked me right and he you know they're telling him oh you can't say this you can't say and he went out there and he said everything he wanted to and he yeah. because they they didn't research who they were going who they were hiring or who who they were going to see and that kind of thing and so you know, I, I, that, that's, that's, that is, uh, and I don't mean to lead off, you know, into never, never land, but like, that is one of my things about when people go to a comedy show and get offended at stuff. I'm like, you know, the, there's a phrase amongst comedians, like know your audience. I said, but honestly, the audience really should know their comics, right? Like, you should know who you're going to see. Even if you're just going to see comedy, like look it up, just, you know, maybe, a week before the show, who's going to be there? Well, let's look yeah. him up, see if he's got something. I said, and find out. I said, and if you watch a couple of clips and you're like, he's hilarious or she's great. Awesome. The, Go to the show. I said, but if you're like, you know, he said a lot of racist stuff, then don't go. Yeah. The whole goal of a comedian and whatever, whatever topic they are talking about is to make people laugh. It's not to make fun of your specific situation. Even if you have it, whatever triggered you, yeah. Our goal is not to be mean spirited towards table 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's to make it real specific, Danny. That seems real specific. <laughs> I've always had a problem with table 17. 18, 18 is good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I love that. It's like it, it, it baffles me. It, it, and it really, it really does. And it's, you know, and I've, I have offended people and I'm, and I'm baffled by it. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, um, I, you know, Keith Alberstadt, right? Yes. Yes. So he and I worked 
together numerous times. I love him. He's one of my favorites. I, I, he should be way more famous than he is. Yeah. And, you know, I said to him, do you ever, you know, every now and then I have this thought, like, I wish I was more prolific. I wish I was like Bill Hicks. Right. Or I wish it was like Bill Burr or any other Bill. Uh, just somebody, <laughs> somebody who, who did. Not really any good. other Bill. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, yeah. One in particular, maybe not as much. Um, but, you know, somebody who who does such a good job of commenting on the ways of the world and, and putting it in a light that just makes you laugh. Yeah. But but also getting across a great point about, you know, hypocrites and bigots and whatever. Like, I, I would I would love to be like that. But I am just a ball of silly. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't think I'm like a, a, a dumb comedian. I mean, I think I try to write right. uh, clever, uh, but, but at the same time, I just, you know, and, and, and I will occasionally write stuff like that, but it doesn't go well with who I am yeah. on stage in my act. So I just am like, it's more just like me ranting on, on paper and then just moving on unless it's like a really good one. And I feel like I could find a place to squeeze it in type thing. I, I you know, yeah. and you, you learn that over the years, you're like, all right, well, if I tell uh, a politician joke, I haven't said one thing about politics the whole time. And I make this one joke. It just, yeah, it sits there like a turd because it's, it's like, that didn't Out fit. Place. Yeah. yeah. So, and, 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 you know, if, if I see somebody who I'm like, ah, oh, they would, maybe that would go well for them. Right. I'll, but I don't know people out telling jokes. I've passed on to them, which is fine. I don't care. So, but, it, but, you know, and that's what Keith said. Keith was like, yeah, I, I, I just want to make them laugh. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I really just want to, I, I want, they, yeah. to me, they came to escape from the horrible crap on TV. Yeah. And so like, let's, let's just be silly. You know, when I, I like, I'm self-deprecating most of the jokes, even if it seems like I'm making fun of this, this class of people or this type of thing. I'm like, really, if you, if you pay attention, I'm the butt of the joke almost you yeah. know 90% of the time that are my kids so it's like I'm I am making fun of that sort of thing and you know I think when you there's stupid people in the world and there's like topics about like you know just stuff you hear yeah. about you know then, I, then that's a little different I don't think I'm making fun of people as much as I am just can you believe the story I heard yeah. but yeah I'm with you man I, I nobody nobody's I, I wouldn't say nobody I think there are I have met comics that love you know they like to insult people. They like doing that. Um, how uh, offensive can I be? How offensive? Yeah, they like shot. They want to be shocking, and they they love the uh, the roast. They love roasting people and that kind of thing. And like, it's just not me, man. I, I am yeah. that is not my kind of. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. I just I'm always been way more silly than I am like a, because um, I think you can be serious and and make people laugh. Um, but it doesn't always it doesn't always work, and I want it to always work. Yeah. But I think those comics that when we think about well, several things, right? So those comics we think about that really are, are social game changers, right? So whether it's the Bill Hicks, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, um, that drive this, eh, maybe not drive, but they influence this so social. Yeah. I mean, historically, throughout comedy, we're talking about maybe a dozen people out of the how many comics, right? So yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Our, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to the great, the greats you know yeah no yeah. and i and i you know and i i know that i know that but i always but you know i meet guys that do that kind of thing they do a um 
and I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying the right phrase to it or, or, even, or even if I have one of the type of comic that they are, you know, but I just, yeah. did you watch that George Carlin documentary on HBO? I did, yeah. So good. Very that good. Thing, that thing is so good. And I, I always liked him, but, you know, it does, it does, it, it gives you a very interesting perspective on him. And, and, you know, when you see people like Stephen Colbert going, you know, I loved him, but he, he lost me towards the end. And you're yeah. like, yeah, 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 I can see that. I, I can see that. And I, you know, like he gets real cynical. He's like, ah, human beings are the, you know, worst. They, they're never going to change. And you're like, I, I don't get me wrong. I have that same mentality some days, but I'm like, ah, yeah, but I, his, I don't. His wife or at the time was like, you know, in, in private, he was, he loved people individually. You know, he loved, he's yes. a person. He just, the was, groups, the groups, you know, we're, we're, yeah, the group. I think, you, you know, it also too, when you say you're not saying anything, look, so I, some of my favorite bits in your special, I wrote them down, right? Snoring awake, uh, hoarders speak. I love when you said speaking of diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even talking about it. It was great. Such a great segue. Cause I think before that you had said, how was everybody's Christmas, which made no sense. And you're like, I don't even know how to get into that next joke. Oh yeah. I have a, I have a joke about uh, buying a turntable and I didn't know how to get into it. So yeah. I was like, how's it <laughs> y'all ready for Christmas? <laughs> and, you know, like, I think I, I said that on the special of like, I never know how to get into this next joke. So this is how I do it. Yeah. And it went up, that went over so well that I like, that's how I do it now on stage. I don't think I did it quite that way before. And now I do, because I'm like, if I tell that, because honestly the turntable joke uh, doesn't, it's, I don't want to say it doesn't have the best uh, punchline, but it's way more about like looking real dumbfounded at the fact that my wife's like said that so that you're like, you know, I just like making goofy faces about, it. but I have, sure. I have over the time worked up better, you know, like if I could do it again, that particular joke again, I would be like, either leave it out or I'd be like, all right, let's do it like this. So, yeah. um, but yeah, the, the, the diabetes one, you know, I have a diabetes joke and I'll tell you like nobody ever, you know, like I've never stolen a joke or anything and nobody ever steals my jokes, but I did have, this open micer that kept trying to use that phrase during his set. And he didn't then tell a joke about <laughs> diabetes. And I never said anything to him because I don't want to start something. Yeah. I'm like, you know, fine. But you had to hear it from me. I'm the guy that does that did it in the area or whatever. And so whatever, it's fine. Uh, but it does it, it. That part works. 99% of the time of just randomly anytime in the set, if I just went speaking, of, but it works best if you're sort of, you know, I've, I've usually in like saying, you know, most of this is baby fat. So I'm making some kind of fat joke and then it's like speaking of diabetes. So, right, right. right. <laughs> and I had a lady come up to me years ago after my set and said, how do you know about that drug? She goes, I work for the company that makes that drug. That's a real drug. I'm like, I know oh, wow. I read it in a newspaper article. Right. I do yeah. read. Yeah, I was reading what you there's an old Bill Hicks joke yeah. where he's in the Waffle House. He goes, what you reading for? Right. Well, well so I won't be a waffle waitress. Right. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go back to something you said earlier because this this I just experienced this when we were talking about um getting back with people. So like did you follow up with this person or did you, you know, you get re referred and did you follow like I, I was referred recently by a comedian, a very funny comedian that I work with to her talent agency, her management agency. Right? Oh, wow. And I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I feel weird overreaching out to 
bookers and yeah it makes me i know guys that email them weekly and they get more you know they'll get more work than me it doesn't matter yes. so i he i heard back from this guy and he says great send me i heard great things about you from when you work with my client send me a clip so i sent him my dry bar special and two weeks close to two weeks go by and i reach out to the comedian i worked with and i said hey i don't want to seem what, what do you think is a good time frame for this management agency to kind of get back with me, whether yay or nay, or yeah. maybe, maybe they didn't like me. I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 She goes, she goes, uh, well, I would just leave it up to you, whatever your comfort level is in returning, reaching out to them again. And I was like, my comfort level is never, never. Returning. Yeah. My comfort <laughs> Exactly. I'm the same way. I'm the same. Yeah. And, and I have the exact same sort of philosophy of like, I don't like, I know that there's comics that, that send stuff to the same bookers week after week all the time and i can't i can't because i i i don't want to you know they get it they get that a lot and i and i know that in order to get noticed and booked you gotta you gotta get yourself out there but like yeah. every week uh I, I heard dusty on dusty slay's podcast he had lucy from zanies on which she was his manager at one point and they're, they're really good friends. And so right. she was talking about like, you know, she sort of gave how to do it and, and it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I can't get her to, you know, but she's busy and I get it. But basically like first of the month, she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, get me on like, you know, not maybe not on Monday, but like Tuesday around the first of the month. That's when I'm like doing that kind of work, you know? So then I'm like, you know, I, when I hear that sort of thing, like I asked Moody, like I can't, I've been booked at the comedy catch before. Right. I can't ever get him to like email me back. Yeah. So what's the secret? He was like, go on Facebook at 10 AM on Tuesdays. And I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, okay. And I think you and I should be doing more private stuff too, because the pay is exorbitantly better. Yes. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of tired of fighting for a comedy club spot that I'm going to perhaps maybe even lose money on depending on the gas or the drive or whatever. So yes. it's not only going back to us trying to become a draw, getting more TV spots and charging more money, but doing those private shows. And then I, 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 uh, I it's a across... it, that's a double-edged sword. That whole thing of like, you know, when I started and started, you know, getting some work, I had these older comics in my area telling me, you got to do corporate work. You got to do corporate work. And I wasn't like against it, but I'm like, I'm smart enough to know, like to get seen, you don't get seen doing a, yeah. a, a country club gig or, you know, a, a gig for IBM or whatever. Like you, 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 you get seen in the clubs and that sort of thing. And that's how you get noticed. And yeah. so, but they are right. Like that is, I mean, I, I got, I got friends, they're typically older and they do corporate gigs all year long and they make six yeah. figures yeah. better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we, and no one's and no one's heard of them, right? Or very few. Yeah, but you, you know, some of them definitely not. You know, some of them are like they they, but they are six. They are success yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I would love to be able to make enough money that my wife didn't have to work as hard as she does. Sure, a sure. nice way to put it. Yeah, my wife has the job that keeps us from being homeless. So right, right. Yeah, it's um. I, li I like doing the comedy clubs still, you know, it's, it's sort of, uh, you know, I try to do them not as much as I used to, but I, cause I do the private shows, but yeah. 
it's nice to sometimes to kind of go into a combo like oh this is this is what our where i what i did for 15 years yeah 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 you know for the most part exclusively before i got into the the private shows and whatnot you know i was always like i'll do i'll do whatever i can as long as i'm not getting hosed or it's not a terrible gig and the guy who used to own good nights here in raleigh he had he was in a business with another guy they were booking country clubs so i started getting country clubs early on you know and that's when i was like all right well you got to wear a suit um and um usually the guy who booked you wanted you to have a sound system and lights because country clubs invariably don't either don't have a good sound system or they only have overhead lights or whatever so i've got like a really great spotlight and i got a whole sound system and i take it with me and i end up using it at all kind of gigs not just yeah. you know country club gigs so um you know, then you're, then, then you're your own uh, tech guy sitting there hooking yeah. everything up. Yeah. You're um, sweating even more from the setup. Yes. Yes. I had a, uh, um, a, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. So I had a conversation a few years ago with a talent agency out of Nashville, the head of it. And um, I said, you know, I'm interested in representation. I said, uh, you know, here's who I am. This is pre dry bar. And his first question was how, how many followers do you have? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not like a, if yeah. I, if I could get off social media, I would. Yes. Yes. He goes, well, he goes, if you're not good at marketing yourself, how am I supposed to be good at it? And I'm like, well, that's why I want a representation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he goes, well, back in the day, we used to find comedians, right? We used to find them and then kind of cultivate them and get them a, a brand and a, and an audience. Now he goes, it's a little different with social media. He goes, you know, once you hit X followers, I can help get you into theaters. I'm like, well, if I have X followers, I can book theaters without, <laughs> without, well, without and, that, yeah. and that's when you find out that 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 they don't they don't uh, they don't do everything that you think that they do. Right. Do you know about the story of like Dane Cook and how he came to be? The, like, he was like one of the first uh, social media sensations, right? Yeah, he was on MySpace. And he, <laughs> he, yeah, he was on MySpace, and um, and this was, you know, right about the time that I was starting stand up. I'd already done improv for about six years, and I started doing stand up. And I'm learning about this, and MySpace was was a thing. And somehow he knew how to do some coding, so he knew how to like make his MySpace look different than everybody else's, and and all this stuff. And he learned how to market himself. So he he got a following from doing social media before just about before anybody else did. Right. And so it, like I, and I think it set a precedent for people to to where they have to sort of have this maniacal following before people will pay attention. But to, to the other extent of that, then you've got people that are getting booked in comedy clubs based on their followers but they weren't a comedian right if, if that may like they've never i mean i talked to a buddy the other day because yeah i met a, a a youtube star or tiktok star or whatever he's got a tour set up he's got a whole tour set up he's never performed in front of an audience before i'm like yeah, yeah. that that blows that blows my mind and i you know i'm an old fogey but at the same time i'm not that old so i try not to have that 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 mindset of like that's not the way you do it like yeah. i i know it's different it, every it always changes and i get it but man that is is such an odd thing to look at that way like 
yeah. I would think you would want to get out there, yeah. get some stage experience before you did something like that. But I think know. so it could go in two different directions, right? It can go, they can tour for as many venues will book them before the bad news gets out. Yeah. Right. And then they right. can't sell tickets anymore. Yes. Or they'll do it and they'll slowly but surely making a ton of money, develop an act. And good for them, right? They got the followers yeah. and they put in the work, but they happen yeah. to do it in front of a thousand people a night or 5,000 people. So, because I met someone like that recently who, who developed a large following and then took on um, stand up because uh, people were requesting, can you come to our church? Can you come to our comedy club? Can you come to our venue? Right. And they put in the work and man, she puts on a great show. And it's, it looks like a, a solid tenured comedian. And we talked about that a little bit after the show and texting and stuff. I said, man, it looks like you're putting in the work like crazy. Yeah. So you could see like we've seen people win like maybe not last comic standing, but something like that. And they get yeah. all the followers and all of a sudden they book these theater. And then, you know, five years later, they can't because they never put the work in. So I think as long as they put the work in, you know, to develop a show. But it goes back to us. So like I told another young comic recently, I was like, I don't have any right to tell a comedy club to pay me more unless I have, unless some people are coming up to the door, hey, or calling, is this Danny Johnson's show? I want to, you know, if they're coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have to be a draw. And that's up yes. to me. And I'm yes. terrible at social media. Look how now, long it took I, me to do, to do this podcast. I've been, you know what I mean? Like, a, this is my first foray into this. Yeah, I think, I think some of this stuff is daunting. I think some of it is, you know, like, um, I think some people, uh, I th think, take, for example, Bo Burnham, like he was completely a YouTube star that is now a comedian and actor and all this stuff. Like he doesn't have a wife and kids and, and other responsibilities. He started doing this when he, you know, and I, I mean, from the moment I've done comedy, I had a wife, uh, yeah. and then I had kids and yeah. it is, you know, I, when, when I started working with certain bookers, I, I tell them right up front, I, am, I have a wife, I have two kids. Yeah. One of them's 20 now, uh, but, you know, the other one is uh, chock full of issues, we'll call it. And so, like, I tell them ahead of time, like, I can't, I'm not leaving my house to drive across the country for $100 right, in, right. in, you know, in Indiana. Like, I'm not doing that. I know you got comics that will, and good for them. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And so like, it's gotta be worth my while. I don't need it to be a wash. Yeah. And, and so I think that's, that's the advantage that the young people have is they don't, they don't have some of those responsibilities, you know, like, I don't know how a young person, uh, say you're a comic in New York. I don't know how they, they live unless they definitely, cause I, I, I've done like career day at my kid's school. And I tell them like, look, to be a comic, you have to really love it. And you have to have another job. You have to do something else because I'm a graphic designer by trade. So I do, I still do freelance graphic design. Um, and, you know, uh, I, honestly, uh, I'm good at it. So even yeah. if I were to become famous, I probably would still have customers that I've had for years go, Hey man, can you make me this flyer? Or can you make me a logo? You know, I could be like on the tonight show tomorrow night and they'd be like, Hey, I saw you on the tonight show. Listen, can I get it in orange and then blue? Right. So, you or, know, that kind of, you know, or be single and have someone's couch you can crash on for a long period of time yes yeah no that's what i'm saying like i feel like they have a, a particular advantage and then they have all the time in the world 
And some days I feel like I do have all the time in the world, but most days I don't. Most days it's like, all right, I got to put out this fire and that stuff and whatever, appointment, appointment, appointment. So, um, you know, it's like I can't devote what they can and I haven't learned, sorry, and I haven't learned all. I mean, I'm a graphic designer. I know a lot of how to make a lot of neat looking stuff. I haven't mastered the art of editing video, you know, and like I think that's one of those things that like you don't realize all the stuff you end up having to do as a comedian outside of writing and telling yeah. jokes. I mean, the, the, the self-promotion, you know, is it, you have to, you can't not self-promote unless you just don't want people to come see you. Like I, I do it all the time. Yeah. It's never my favorite, but I, so I try to make, I try to have fun with it. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, you know, have fun, make some fun looking flyers or, you know, promotional or whatever. So, you know, I, I, but it's, I mean, again, it just kind of comes with the territory. So that's, that's what I tell people. I'm like, yeah, when I'm, when I did career day, my kid's school is like, your teacher has a job. He doesn't have to go message six other schools tomorrow to find out where he's working. It's like, he has a job. It's like, not right. me. I was like, I have a job this weekend, but I got to go message a bunch of other people to yeah. find out if I can work the future weekends. That so. would be great if teachers had to get, bu- I'm looking to get booked next week at Smith Elementary. I know. <laughs> 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 Listen, I got these these second graders over here at Smith Elementary. Love me. Right. But, I got a uh, video. I got a short clip of me doing <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that. That is. Yeah, that's it. Do you I'm have um, have you come across comedians um, that will work for any dollar amount? And it's sort of hurting what you are trying to get booked. You know, if they do, I don't know about it. Um, and I have always worried that I was doing that because I didn't, I wasn't always good at charging people. I think I've gotten better at it, you know, but I think at the same time, like I try to have, I try to have like a, a a minimum that I'm going to leave the house for at a per distance. You know what I mean? If I'm gonna go here, right. They're going to pay me this. I'm like, it's, you know, my wife will sometimes be like, why did you go do that? If there was only seven people, I'm like, well, I got paid this. You're like, well, I guess that wasn't that bad, you know. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. I can't help that only seven people showed up. I promoted it. Uh, I don't know if the venue did, but I did. Right. Because honestly, I do most of the promotional stuff for most of the shows I'm in because uh, a I have time to make them, and b I hate what they've done or or they haven't done anything. Yeah. So like like if like if you've created a terrible flyer, I will just make one and yeah. I'll just put it up. And the number of times that the the venue goes oh this is, looks good and i've gone to venues where they have my poster that i made yeah printed up and around the club which i think yeah. is hilarious because i'm like you could have just which i get that they don't necessarily know that but at the same time i'm like anyway. hey at least uh at, at least comedy flyers aren't busy yeah <laughs> you know i that that's the th- there is a there's have you ever seen the facebook page uh, about bad comedy flyers no i gotta find oh, there's there is a whole com. There's a whole Facebook page for bad comedy. Flyers. I've never seen a good one. They're all. It's it's it's. I don't even know where's the address. Where? Yeah. Where's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So that's why that's that's what I'm telling. I mean, I I made the yellow pages for years, so I'm good about like you got to have this this this. You got to have these right. elements in it for it to work, and you don't need a a, a a a glazing star over every word that's in there and all this stuff that you can't read it anymore and you know whatever it is. So I. I uh, so I, I went on there and probably more worried that I was going to see mine, but I'm like, I am a, 
I am a professional graphic designer. I am good at right. this. I, I know more about fonts than most people know about, you know, their own kids. I'm like, I know way too much about fonts. So like, I'm okay. good at it. And I never would see my flyers, but the stuff that I would see people say about the other flyers and the people in it and stuff, I was like, I can't be on here anymore. I, it's, it, it's I, would love to see, I would love to see you technically critique someone's flyer in person. Like someone's like, hey, what do you think of my flyer? Like, I, what is, what is I that? Was done, that Aerial 9? Is that Aerial I have, 9? Yes, I have done that. There's this thing called uh, the funniest accountant. And I'm not remotely an accountant, but they they found me and had me close out shows so they could have a real comedian, as they would say. Right. And I went and did it in Atlanta. And so their their logo is supposed to be like a guy laughing, but he this is how he looks. <laughs> is he yawning? <laughs> so I was on stage the first time and I didn't know that the guy who'd hired me was the guy that created the logo, oh, no. but I just tore it to shreds. I'm like, listen, I don't want to say anything, but it, maybe it's a perfect logo because it's accountants telling jokes and this guy's falling asleep and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I am, it is one of those things where I have to kind of keep myself in check with like, don't say anything. Don't say yeah. anything cause, Cause I like, if you're using, you know, um, uh, what comic sans and crap for, uh, uh so that's me. That's me. I should, I, have, I should have had you do my um, digital artwork for my thumbnail for this podcast. I had some. Yeah, I would love it. to. I, I'd love to. But if you've already done it, I get it. But yeah. So that's what I mean. That's the thing. I'm, I'm you know, I make uh, I make logos. I made logos just this week. I made a flyer today. So I do I do it all the time, man. It's, I've seen uh, your drawings, too. You got some great sketches that you've posted on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am. A, I do am a guy with an art degree. So I do know uh, my my preferred. Uh, uh, medium is color pencil and i try to do like hyper realistic looking stuff so i like doing animals and that sort of thing but occasionally people and um just try to make it look exactly like them but with color pencil yeah. so it's uh it's a lot of fun uh it's te- it can be tedious but uh but i love it it's um it's good along the same lines of of creativity did you happen to see um dry bar animated a clip from a, a dry bar special you know, made it, no. a, made it a cartoon and posted it. Which one? I, so this was, they only did it once and it was for one of, you know, do you know who Josh Sneed is? Yes. He, they, he does a great garage sale bit and they, yes. they yes. animated it. And I, I commented and I'm like, please do one of mine. It's been a fantasy of mine to have yes. a cartoon of one of my bits. Like same I need to find someone who can do that. I I've wanted to have, I've wanted to do cartoon voices my whole life. Me too. And it's all, I mean, honestly, I've always wanted to do it. And I think, I, I think I'm just so worried about getting rejected, but I'm like, I just want to, like, I think I could go to a talent agency in the area. Cause I know people that end up getting to do it. And I'm like, I should just go and yeah. do it. You know, these damn, these kids, these damn kids, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll hurt, they'll hurt all your prospects. <laughs> I've, I've done voiceover work, both serious stuff and like training videos and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, to me, it, I love it. You, you know, it's, it's really not a lot of pressure. You just re-record it if they don't like the way you yeah, said yeah. it. You're in a booth. You make great money. But it would be great if it was something funny. Yes. Yes. To do that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's the thing is I would, I would like it. Um, but I, you know, even if it was like, you know, like Dora the Explorer, like I like doing cartoon voices. Yeah. So I like I could sit there and do this all day. Right, I would right. love it. It would be like the best ever for me. It would just love like right. I was watching the Stranger Things thing, um, the, the last season of Stranger Things, and I realized that I could talk like the villain Vecna, and so I was like, 
Oh, that's awesome. I wish I could somehow, you know, like I'm just sitting there mocking yeah. it. I'm not mocking it, but I'm sitting there trying to do it while I'm watching it in the dark. Going, yeah. you know, I can't, and I can't remember anything he said, but, uh, you know, I was like, what are you doing here, Max? And I was just like, <laughs> like, I got to, I think I have to have like some, like eat some cheese or whatever beforehand, but it like would yeah. work. And I was like, this is awesome. I love it. You ever heard the Kevin, you know, Kevin Pollack is right. A few good Yes. Men. I got to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It was funny at the end of the week of me working with him. I said, Hey, if I ever, I'm ever out in LA and he completed my sentence, he goes, uh, don't look me up. All right. Leave me alone. <laughs> he, um, he didn't talk to me for long. He didn't talk to me for long, but I, yeah. I did get to work with him. He, I saw him on a, uh, some show recently and he was telling a story about, um, about a few good men. And he said uh, they were finished filming or, and they needed they needed Nicholson for a couple more days. So they had a, they said, I know your contract's up and we can't afford to pay you anymore. Uh, you know, can you please stay for two more days or however? And he goes, or you have me till noon on Tuesday. That's it. You know, he goes, so at noon. So they're filming this courtroom scene, the, the famous courtroom scene. So sure enough, they're filming, they're filming. The judge does his lines, Nicholson. And then noon shows up, Jack stands up and leaves. And he's saying they just leaves, he's done. And the judge still had a few more lines to record and Kevin Pollack having done an impression of Nicholson, Nicholson for years and years said, Hey, if the judge needs someone to read the line. Play. Yeah. So sure enough, he's off camera spitting out the lines in the voice of Nicholson to the judge. And it worked out perfectly. That is so awesome. Isn't that great? That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love, yeah, he's, I mean, that's one of those things I love. And I, I, you know, I'm a big Saturday night live fan. I love watching that and, and, oh, yeah. and doing some of the voices that they do. And I just love it, man. It's so awesome. Did you see Mike Myers, you know, you mentioned uh, your comedy, you know, I'm just silly. And I like that. I'm silly. I saw an interview with Mike Myers talking about his new Netflix, uh, uh, series right so i watched it yeah it's Pentaveret, uh, the pentaverit yes right the pentaverit yes yes um which is silly and he talks about it he goes i like silly he goes sometimes it will be a poignant joke or a you know a, a relevant joke to what's going on sometimes it'll be silly and i prefer silly so everything is to get laughs and it was just so you that reminded me of that when you said yeah that. i mean i you know and that's honestly i, I know that there's people who are like, uh, you're not one of those comedians that's always on. I'm not, but my, but that's who I am. Like I am, I am in the grocery store making jokes Yeah, because I mean, that's how I ended up doing this to begin with is I just, I say these because I'm witty. I say these yeah. things that come to my head and as long as they aren't like wildly inappropriate, then yeah. I just say them and make people laugh and so why wouldn't i do it at the grocery store if i can make this cashier who looks miserable laugh for two minutes yeah yeah i'm not i'm the same way people uh, after a show often ask me what's wrong and i'm like nothing i'm just i'm not i'm done yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but in everyday scenarios i'm talking to my neighbors my friends or whatever or someone in the grocery i am looking for the funny constantly yes yeah, so whatever like comes out of my mouth is an effort to be to make a smile. If I can get you to smile and change your mood a little bit, I'm good. Yeah. If we if you start talking to me for like 20 minutes, I'm like in my head, I'm like, how the heck do I get out of here? Yes. All right. So I, just let me get the laugh and then let me get out of here. We we my wife and I have this other couple that we hang out with, and they came to a show, and after the show, they said, Are we your test audience? <laughs> and I was like, No. I said, I, I understand why you would think that. I said, but think about it like this. If we're talking about something 
and I, I say something funny or we all start talking or whatever. I'm like, and I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I've been, I've hung out with these people and been falling on the floor laughing. I'm like, yeah, I'm desperately going to try to remember that later because if it made me laugh that hard, like it's got to be pretty good. And it doesn't, you know, and if they said it, like there's one where she, the, the lady said it, but I just turned it into my wife. And I even told her like, Hey, I tell this one and it's you and me, but I said, but I'm just making it my wife. Cause it'd be real weird if I tried to explain you and me sitting in a car late at night. Um, so, so they thought that I was like testing jokes out on them. I was like, and every now and then we're talking about something and maybe I've had an idea for a joke, Yeah, but we're talking about the thing I'm talking about. And I just say the stuff that I've been thinking yeah you know and i said so it seems like you're my test audience but not really because i don't go around doing that you know there's comics who'll you know let me run this joke by or whatever and that's fine it doesn't it's not the end of the world to me but you know i try not to do that to uh civilians as they say i I don't you know like yeah to the regular people yeah to you civilians i'll do so along those same lines andy what i'll do in conversation with people and i try to avoid you know gatherings and parties and stuff same (laughs) Same. I'll, if I find something funny or interesting or it's along the same lines of a premise I have written down somewhere, I'll ask a lot of questions. You know, like, so if they say something like I got, you know, I went here because my knee was hurt. Like, oh, so why did you choose that? Why did you choose to go there? Like, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. more information so I can pull. Yes. Yeah. So you, you can, out. yeah, get that out of them. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. That, that is an excellent yeah, like, Why would you do that? Why did they yeah. say that? Is that required? And blah, blah, blah. So yeah, on and, so yeah, forth. Yeah. and then I'll try to remember it's in my notes and Sometimes I don't even remember. Yeah, that's the bad. That's the bad part is when you've like, you know, like, and I have been known to message people and be like, "What were we laughing at again?" Yeah, Yeah. and they'll they'll be like, "You said okay, thanks." (laughs) Like, because I and it may not it may not ever make it into the act, but I'm like, it was good, and I and I at least wanted to like see if I could flesh it out into something. So yeah, I think you and I both have notebooks full of stuff not in the act that it was just idea. I got bookshelves, bookshelves yeah. full of them. They're, they're, yeah. And I, it's, it's nuts. Every now and then I'll go revisit them and be like, I've been telling this one for how long? <laughs> yeah. Tom, uh, you know, Tom Simmons, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very funny uh, comedian friend. He has a great line that he used to use in his act where he goes, uh, every time he gets into an argument with his wife, his wife will go, Tom, don't you, don't you dare be using this in your act. You understand me? And he pauses and he goes, for example, yeah i get that i get that from the wife uh on on usually it's the stuff about the kids i posted something recently and she instantly saw it just take that down yeah i was like but they're being idiots and she's like just i don't know just take it down she goes people can see it from church or wherever and i don't she goes it'll it'll you know i have relatives i don't get get, uh, edited often ever i have have relatives requesting do you have a joke about me yet i'm like i don't know you haven't done (laughs) that is so funny because my mother-in-law thought i told jokes about her for years i'm like no not at all my brother also thought that and i said one time I said, I was at, I was at good nights here in Raleigh, which is right beside NC state. I said, and a group of NC state students came to the show. Yeah. And they were like, we're in engineering. It's like, Oh, my brother was an engineer. It took him seven years to graduate. He works over in Taiwan now in a hazmat suit. So good luck to you. And I told him that. And so he thinks I tell that all the time. I'm like, no, like one time, dude. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) 
And so, and I don't think people realize too, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but sometimes uh, someone that I'm referring to in a joke, a character or a person is a, is a combination of people. Yes, of course. So it's like my neighbor and an eighth grade English teacher. If they were the same, yeah. they had a baby, it would be this. Yeah. Person. Like I, you, you, you know, like if I, if I wanted to start talking about uh, my wife's grandparents are hilarious, especially Meemaw. So I have told, tried to tell jokes about her, but I think a better way for me to go about it is to say old people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait, you know, like I've been thinking about like doing, it was like, I can't wait to be, you know, an old person. So I can start doing some crazy stuff like you yeah. know, just giving out silk boxers at a restaurant, you know, <laughs> to, to a grandson or whatever. Here you go. You know, like just weird stuff, you know, yeah. like just, come up with like that's a good way of like now you're not singling anybody out but you know yeah it, like i've seen old people watch comedy and they're just kind of like yeah you know they they it, so i got i'm working on this bit about older couples and i don't know if i'll ever get it to work but i've never done it on stage i'm just in the kind of thing you know writing it out and stuff like that but it's a combination of like six different older couples that i've seen try to tell a story <sighs> Which is my favorite, right? Because the guy will go, all right. So you know, we were in Myrtle Beach golfing in April. Yeah. It was in April. April, it was yes. Crazy. You got yes. your gallbladder out in April. He's like, all right. So is uh, March. So it was me, my uncle, my brother, our old neighbor. It's not your brother. Was it your brother? He wasn't even there. All right, all right. You want to tell it? Yeah. You want to tell it? No, yeah. you tell it. You got. Oh, you have the associate's degree, Mister Smart Man. Why don't you? And it starts getting like passive aggressive. Oh and yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you're just, I, I, I don't even want to be there for the story. I'm curled up. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was better when we didn't start this story. I was. Right. I felt a lot safer. <laughs> Is this story any shorter? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't know how long you wanted this to be. No, we're good, man. I think we're yeah. we um we covered what we'd like. I, I can't thank you enough. My first ever guest on my podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be the first guest. I'm happy to do it, man. I love, I love talking comedy. I love talking shop. I like, I like the dry bar comedy, man. I love it. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm still proud of it. Uh, you yeah. know, and, uh, if that's like the only just, thing, I like you how know, you just ended the, the podcast. You're like, I don't know how long you want this to be, but, uh, I got responsibilities. Well, I've got things. I don't, to do. I, don't I know that. Yeah. It's so, so hard to explain what goes on in my house. I mean, while I'm while I'm sitting here, there is a dog that is scratching at that door like none of these other people are going to walk me like yeah. okay. I, I am so socially awkward that that whoever I'm with has to kind of point like to stop making that face. Like if a story's too long, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. My wife does that to me, too. She'd be like, hey, 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 what are you doing? I'm like, what? She goes, you, you look like you smell something terrible. Yeah, we just met these people. Could you? Just yes, yes, that's exactly it. We just met these people. Is there a comedian around I can talk to? And she's like, she's like, well, and I'll be like, well, what am I doing? She goes, this is what you look like. I was like, why would I do that? She goes, I don't know. Right. So, all right. So, what's your website? It's not Andy Forrester. It's big. It's comic. What is it? Big comicbiga.com. So my comic. nickname is Big A. I'm a big guy. My name's Andy, and I'm a comic. So Comic Big A, and that's my handle on all the socials. So at okay. Comic Big A on everything. Watch the uh, special. Uh, most of this is baby fat, especially the, the, the tortoise closer and the stuff about hoarders. Um, I watched that again yesterday. Super funny. I appreciate it. 
And uh, yeah, that's more royalties for you. I have it on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on a loop on three devices right oh, now. That's what I should do. That's what I need to do. That's what Brad Upton did. I'm just Brad. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so thanks for being on the podcast. If you want to uh, hang out uh, after I stop recording this, we can chat for a little bit. Just yeah. Two minutes. But thanks. You've been listening to Behind the Bar, Andy Forrester, Danny Johnson. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.